History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with author and speaker Karen Gray. How are you, Karen? I'm fine, thanks, Matt. Now tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Whereabouts were you born and raised? I actually come from a town called Ballarat. It's about an hour-ish drive uh, northwest of Melbourne uh-huh. in Victoria. So Okay, and were you raised in a, in a family that had a religious background? or? Yes, I was raised in a um, Roman Catholic family, but um, although we did have a knowledge of God at that stage, there weren't too many of us that really had any deep, uh, intimate knowledge of God. And then tell us a bit about uh, when you came to Christ. How old were you then? I was 16. Um, I started attending a group that a friend asked me to come and play guitar at, actually, and it was a Anglican group that had lots of different um, denominations attending, and that's where I got saved. Oh, wonderful. Did everyone notice the change in your life after your salvation? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most definitely, especially when I went back to school. It was like, what happened to you? Mm. <laughs> yes, very much so. Oh, wonderful. And then tell us a bit about your career. What did you do for work after school? Um, well, I went to Western Australia for a little while and was helping out with um, a religious organisation over there. Um, but um, ultimately, I went back to college and to university and did a degree in applied physics uh, and ended up lecturing at the university in Ballarat for about five years or so. Yeah. Okay. And tell us about your role as a speaker. When, when you go and speak at different organisations, what, what's the kind of message that you bring? Oh, okay. Well, most of my um, speaking engagements, per se, were over the pulpit in Ballarat, but um, I was a music director in the church that I was at at the time, and um, I was involved in organising seminars and um, putting on inter-church praise and worship nights. So that was kind of my main thrust. I did have a bit of a... um, uh, talk show on the radio as well. So, oh, yeah. good to know. There you go. A bit of radio experience. Good to know. <laughs> and you've got a very powerful message that you bring about saving marriages. Tell us about that. My husband and I had always had a close relationship, but there was a lot going on at the time. Um, I had gotten a bit ill from pretty much being too busy at church. I was involved in a lot of stuff. So we shifted to a, a warmer climate, namely Queensland. And um, it was a bit of a, had been a bit of a strain on our marriage, and things had happened. And as a result of that, I started looking for answers. I actually wrote back down to my pastor in Ballarat, who was um, very prophetic, and asked him for some godly guidance because I just couldn't hear it with all the noise of what was going on. And um, he basically said to me, "Well, I I don't know that I can just." pull something out of the hat, but I'll, I'll pray about it. And then about a week later, sent me a prophecy, which was all to do about our marriage. And he said, well, I don't know, this is what you wanted, but here it is. Um, 
And so it basically said that he wanted us to stay together um, and to work it out pretty much. So I went then researching as much as I could on the internet and I started writing it down thinking, oh, this is too good just to kind of read and let it go. Um, and I got to about 30 pages thinking, well, you know, if I'm using this as good information, maybe other people could. And then I just thought, what, what am I doing? You know, who's going to read this? So I, um, I just put it down. I got another contract, went back to work, and, and God just said to me very clearly, this is the last time, the last contract you get. So when it finished, um, I, I thought, oh, okay, he really wants me to finish this book. So I continued researching and writing stuff down. And then because there was only one of us working, our funds started to dry up pretty quickly. And I just went before the Lord and I said, okay, you want this done, but unfortunately, financially, we just can't do it. I'm going to have to go back to work. There's just no two ways about it. And so I don't know whether, I can't remember whether it was that afternoon or the next day, but my husband rang me up from work and he said, you have you're not going to believe what just happened. And I said, what? And he said, this recruitment agent rings up out of the blue. He does not have my details or anything and asks me, do I want a job? He said, I'm trying to blow him off because I have a job and he's offering contract work and I have a full-time job and there's no security in contract, so I'm trying to get rid of him. But in the end, the recruitment agent said, how would $600 a day suit you? And my husband said, I'm listening. <laughs> so um, the long and the short of it, he did go for the um, job and got it. It wasn't $600 a day by any means, but it was enough to cover both of our incomes. Uh, and so God was pretty serious about me sitting down and, and, and actually finishing it. So after two years of research, of pouring through a lot of material, it wasn't just from psychologists but other stuff as well and just listening to God and what, we, what was he saying about it, um, the book was birthed. And the book sounds like it's very timely because there's lots of uh, people in Australia that are going through marriage struggles and the divorce rate is going through the roof. Uh, a lot of people think it's the easy way out, but it's worth it to fight for a marriage, isn't it? Marriages, I, I really believe God's heart is a restoration heart, not a heart of separation. And it's not just the fact that it's, it's a covenant relationship, but that he wants people to be whole. And divorce leaves children upset. It, it actually it, it leaves a real deep hole in people themselves as well. And subsequent marriages after that also have that scar on them. And well, statistically speaking, they are more likely to fracture than first-time marriages are as well. So whatever way you look at it, divorce is not really a good answer for problems in marriages. And, and God wants what is best for us. And in the book, I'm, I'm not trying to tell people that they have to do anything. I'm just presenting the facts and, and trying to illuminate what God's heart is for people in marriage. Now, not only have you got this fantastic book, you're also available to conduct marriage restoration seminars. Tell us what you do at those. Basically, I will talk about marriage. And if you look at my book, it's set up in three sections, but I've, I've chopped those down just a little bit to make it a bit more readable. But three sections, basically. First section is all to do with um, what is marriage, is divorce the answer, and all those kind of questions you know, is it okay for Christians to get divorced? Um, in the next section, I talk about uh, forgiveness and all the problems that, that 
that are thrown up in your face these days, especially things like um, pornography, which is something which is not tackled very much in the Christian arena, but there's also partner abuse and, and all of those sorts of things and how we can tackle that in a godly manner. And the final section, which is by far the most important, is the um, rebuild, rebuilding the marriage. And so in a seminar, I will tackle the whole uh, questions of marriage, so that whole first part of the book, and also the rebuilding section. Because if I go into details about a lot of the, um, the problems, it w- I would be there for ages and it wouldn't be useful to everybody that was listening to, only select few. So at the end of the um, seminar, once we've covered um, how to rebuild and everything like that, there's an opportunity for people to ask questions so that their particular topic is not actually you know, discarded, so that they can have some kind of idea when they get home what's my next step you know here's how I can rebuild but there's these issues that aren't going to go away if I ignore them so what can I do so yes that's pretty much it in a nutshell so good that you cover these topics like pornography addictions uh, dealing with affairs Uh, I'm curious about anger slash control issues which is something that you you cover in the book and then in your seminars Mm -hmm. Uh, would you say that uh, learning how to fight and to have a disagreement in a calm, rational, loving way is much better than losing your top. Uh, you know, they, they say that, you know, that's one of the biggest problems in, in marriage, that people don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to fight fairly with one another. Uh, would you just speak to that for a little bit about how do we, how do we handle these anger issues uh, in our relationships? Well, it's, it's probably a little bit more involved in that. And communication actually... Although you might know how to fight, it doesn't necessarily mean that your marriage is not is um, going to survive if there's if there's issues behind the lack of communication or if the people don't really want to hear what the other person is saying. Yeah, there's been research done. This particular fellow that did the research, he used to say that anybody that's in his clinic that argues, he could tell by the way they argue whether their marriage was actually going to survive or not. Yeah, and Basically, if you argue a point without denigrating your partner, then you argue in a healthy way. If it starts to get nasty, then the people need to stop Mm. and and, and just go, wait, 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 no, no, we're not going to go down that line. That's off topic anyway. Let's just talk the issue and, and not blame. Once you start blaming or you start denigrating the other person then uh, you're actually eating at their character and that's basically a no-no. I mean, that's not even a Christian way of reacting. Yeah. But as adults and as Christians, surely that we can um, discuss something without putting blame. And sometimes it's very difficult when um, people are talking about something that somebody does to disassociate ourselves from what we are doing and not take it on board as an attack on who we are. Um, musicians uh, <laughs> are most likely to do that, but we can do that as, as just normal people too. For instance, an, a musician, you might say, you're, you constantly are playing the wrong passage in this bit here. Or, and, and they might go, oh, oh, you know, they've just attacked me. But no, we're talking about what's being done, not who you are. And in, in the same way, um, a marriage can be 
the same thing. You know, you always leave the bin out and I'm really tired that it's left out every, you know, time the rubbish man comes or whatever, mm. just for an example. Um, now, that is saying what you're doing and how it affects me. But it's not saying, I think you're awful because you've left the bin out. So in, in arguing, we have to be careful that we don't tell that person in whatever communicative way that we don't like them or that they're not good. Especially men and women have um, very different ways of taking criticism on board as well. Men need to feel as if they have achieved and women need to feel affirmed and loved. So if we start denigrating husband, like women start to denigrate her husband and say that he has failed in some way, then he is really going to feel ripped up. On the other hand, if he um, talks to his wife and and makes out that she is just not worth anything, then those things really rip up the person and they really start to eat at the relationship. So when people are arguing or saying, you know, trying to resolve a a matter that is really um, causing them grief, it is so important not to criticise and not to put people down and um, to ensure that, each partner is affirmed and 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 still feels as if they have achieved in some way. That's very good advice. And, you know, I, my wife and I have run the Alpha Marriage Course a number of times through our church, and uh, we love it every time we do it because we're, we're learning and, you know, remembering things and refreshing ourselves every time we do it. And one of the, one of the things they talk about is in conflict resolution, you've got to be careful in the way that you argue. Uh, yes. They say, never call names. Don't say words like you always or you never yes, <laughs> and uh, yes. don't always drag up something that happened 10 years ago and, yes, <laughs> and yes. relive it over and over again. Uh, deal with the issue and deal with it rationally and calmly and, you know, try not to raise your voice, try not to, you know, obviously That's don't it. get physical, you know, things like that. Yes. And uh, so important, all those foundational things. And I, I completely agree. The way, I mean, because the thing is we, we will fight, we will argue. But it's the way that we do it. There'll be something we disagree on. <laughs> That's right. Sure. But it's the way that we do it. Yes. And as Christians, we're, we're, we've got to do everything in love, don't we? So that's exactly uh, right. That's the, that's the foundation. Well, it sounds like uh, you're doing a brilliant job with your seminars. The book is called Save Your Marriage, A Guide to Restoring and Rebuilding Christian Marriages on the Precipice of Divorce. A very important book. If people want to get their hands on it, is there a website they can go to? Yes. Um, this is my own website, actually. It's called kmgpublications.com All right, kmgpublications.com Are you on Facebook as well? Yes, there is a a Facebook page of the same name as well and uh, there's also a Facebook page with Save Your Marriage Wonderful Well, it sounds like uh, you've got a very important ministry I reckon you're a history maker Uh, Thanks so much (laughs) for joining us today God bless, Karen Thank you very much, Matt Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. 
They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au.